Welcome to Eyes on Brand. I'm Philip Giuliano, one of the founding partners of Brand Active. When faced with a brand change due to merger, acquisition, a shift in brand strategy, or any other reason, this is the podcast for you. Each episode will be packed full of fun conversations and actionable ideas from global brand and agency leaders about brand implementation, insights, and innovation. When all eyes are on you, our eyes are on your brand. Let's get into it. This is the second part of a conversation with my partners, Robin Budish and James Byrne. Following our discussion about how Brand Active came to be within the niche of brand implementation, today we're going to discuss the philosophy that guides our culture at Brand Active and has contributed our success over the past 25 years. So let's get back to it. One of the things that I've marveled at as we you know, take on 30 clients a year at this point in, in many years is staying focused on the things that have been successful for us. So I'm, I'm interested in that from both of you. I'm also interested in your perspective because we have evolved our service line. We have extended and expanded our service line, but we've done so consciously. So I'd also like both of your thoughts on that as well. One of the things going right back to the beginning was that originally we saw ourselves really much more as project managers than consultants. And that was a big shift for us to, first of all, understand, but also evolve the whole organization into a consultative organization that has plenty of project management capability in terms of keeping projects on course, but understanding that fundamentally we were offering consultative value as, a, as certainly a primary offering. The entire organization for so many years now has been built on the core value of trust. And I would say that I was asked recently in, in my role as a leader from the brand and cultural point of view of Brand Active, how, you know, what, what did I feel about my job of keeping the culture as we grow and change? And I found myself saying that, in fact, I think my job is, is not to keep the culture the same. The key to success is being dynamic with elements of, of who you are, not just the offering itself that needs to evolve, of course, but really understanding that the environment that you're in is changing, your offering is changing, the constellation of who the organization is from a people point of view is also changing constantly. And that part of leadership's job is to keep a vibrant, engaged, alive, meaningful culture in the context of those changing elements. And so while there are elements like trust and core values for us, trust, agility, and growth are our core, core value areas, I can't imagine ever not having trust at the center of our universe. You know, we're a, we're a high-trust organization amongst ourselves and our clients and our partners. So that I would see as constant, but other things have to be fluid and dynamic and agile in order to remain successful. Robin? I think one of the things when you're growing, and particularly when you're you know, in those leaner years, there's a temptation to take whatever business people will give you. And I guess my advice to any small business person is that the hardest thing to learn is what business you should turn down. 
And that can be either because you don't think you can do a good job. It's that, you know, it's outside of your your skill base. And, you know, the one of the most gratifying things I ever had a client say to me was, wow, you know, I'm so sorry that this engagement is ending. What else do you do? <laughs> right. And I wish at that point, unfortunately, we didn't have anything to tell him at this point, we actually do have an offering that helps our clients with their brand and marketing operations long term. But the reality is that the temptation to go outside of, of your, you know, what your core skill base is, is not, you can't give into that because you find yourselves potentially in a situation where you're spread too thin or you don't do a good job. And at the end, you know, anybody who knows anything about brand, brand is just about reputation. And you have to always be conscious of your reputation. So doing the right things for you and for your clients has to be paramount. And even when it's really tough, sometimes you, you need to walk away from opportunities and just have faith that if you do the right things, as we've said, you know, with the right people and you're having a good time doing it, uh, the financial success and the longevity will come. Yeah. I'm interested in that because I, you know, obviously, I mean, doing the right things in the way that you're talking about doing them by your people, by your clients, um, all of that has definitely been core to our success. And, you know, we are trust-based. People can rely on us. I think one of the things that's so remarkable is that we've been able to do brand implementation, you know, which has moved into doing better financial modeling and ROI modeling, right? Which has moved into you know, doing real technical signage and fleet vehicle and uniform and badge work. And that's moved into now, you know, improving brand and marketing operations because it's basically what we've been doing anyway on an implementation. We're now just applying it to not an implementation event, but what you do every day and how you do it and who you do it with, right? What's fascinating to me is how the market continues to open up when you're actually focused on the skill set and the work that you do very well. We could have taken on brand design work, right? But why would we, right? We could have taken on, you know, employee engagement work, right? But why would we? I'm curious about that part of things because I think both of you have been such a guiding and driving force around keeping us focused on that aspect of things. Yeah, I think the key thing there is, you know, there there wasn't an opening in the marketplace for some of the things that you've mentioned, right? We have really great branding agency partners who do the kind of work that you're describing in terms of design and strategy and, you know, and, and employee engagement really, really well. And we would prefer, in the interest of our clients, to introduce them or work closely with their partners and encourage them to continue to work with their partners where they have good relationships because they're the experts there. And there's no need for us to go into those kinds of areas. The other areas that you described, Philip, um, are all areas, like you said, that were a natural outgrowth of our skill base where there was a gap. And so I think the key thing is to appreciate what needs, I mean, it's, it's again, it's marketing 101, right? What are the unfulfilled needs in the marketplace? And, and how can you best fill those? And where we have been successful, as you say, you know, with, with brand marketing operations and all the technical offerings that we now have is because there wasn't anyone in the marketplace doing it the way that we do it. Uh, there still isn't anyone in the marketplace that does those things the way we do it. 
And because it was, as you said, a natural outgrowth, both of our skills and as you say, our experience, you know, brand and marketing operations is a great, is a great example. You know, we've been in those, you know, the working shoulder to shoulder with our marketing partners, our clients for many, many years. And we see how they struggle with, you know, a lot of the things around consistency and control and costs and vendor uh, rationalization, et cetera, and brand governance. And all those things are things that through our implementation work, uh, we have extensive skills and experience in now that that really is unique. So I think that, you know, it is about, again, saying to a client who says, oh, you know, we would love to keep working with you. Could you start designing our, you know, templates, for example? And we, you know, our answer to that is, well, it's not not really what we do. What you know? Why wouldn't you go to your branding agency to you know help create you know some kind of design system for you around that? And so I think that those kinds of partnerships are in the best interest of the clients. And as a result, we you know we're so grateful for the wonderful partnerships we have with our branding agency partners who frequently bring us in to introduce their clients to us because we also you know help make them look good and their clients are well served. So. There's there's plenty for everyone to do, and you just need to really understand, you know, what what is the unmet need, and are you the best organization to fill it? I love being a part of that philosophy that the right people doing the right things, right, at the right time in the right way makes the most sense for everyone, right? And the partnerships that we've had um, that have been very successful on both sides, uh, well, all three sides, including the client, have really taken that perspective as well. When we started on this journey together, we were like four people. Um, <laughs> we started small is the point. And when we got to 10 people, I remember there being a, a moment in time. When we got to 25 to 30 people, I remember there being a moment in time and everything really shifted when we got to like 40 or 50. Right? And, then, and then coming from like 50 to 100, you know, we put the model in place to be able to do that, but I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let both of you talk a little bit about your experience on that side of it. One of the core philosophies, Brand Active, that has really always been true is that we were never going to prioritize profitability in the traditional sense. So it's not that we are not a well-run organization because we are, and Robin and I, came to Brand Active already with a lot of experience in running business, what might seem like a subtle differentiation for us, which is that we, we always wanted to do the right thing. We always wanted to treat people in the right way. And we believed that, that the commercial elements would follow, that they should be outcomes um, of having a good offering in a marketplace that needs it working effectively with clients to deliver value and treating all the people we're involved with really well and making that our priority and letting the other things come as as outcomes. And I think that that's proved to be really, really successful for us. We, we have an incredible team of committed, capable people through the incredible challenges of growing an organization over 25 years, the ups and downs that unavoidably come being in the service consulting type industry. We've never found ourselves forced to fire people because we didn't have enough work. We've managed to 
manage our way forward really effectively in that way. And I think that core philosophy has served us incredibly well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And when people ask me, you know, what I'm most proud of, really, it, it is a, it's around our people and their commitment and their engagement. And, you know, it's been a, a tough couple of years, obviously, for I think everybody's well aware of the reasons, so I'm not going to spend any time talking about it. But, you know, one of our, our biggest accomplishments in the last couple of years has been the un- incredible retention and lack of turnover in our team that, you know, that we've been able to attract this very, very high caliber of individual and the tenure of our people continues to increase. And it's just, it's very, very rewarding for all of us and we're, that we were able to see that kind of retention and give people growth opportunities uh, with promotions, et cetera. It's really, it's really gratifying. I think trust, agility, growth, three core principles, right? Growth is an interesting one as we think about not just the company, but also people. James, as the leader of culture, I'm curious about your perspective on growth. Thank you, Philip. One of my favorite subjects. (laughs) I find myself saying to people in onboarding uh, discussions, that it would be easy coming from the outside world to assume that growth as one of our three core principles, you know, was focused on the growth of the company, the growth of sales, the classical traditional elements of a commercial organization. In our organization, that's not the case. Growth refers to the growth of each person in the organization from a personal and professional point of view. And having an environment that fosters, supports, elevates, holds accountable each other in the process of our learning and growing journey in the adventure of life together. So growth for me is that's that's what we're talking about. The happy outcome is that the organization has continued to grow in a very stable and and solid and healthy kind of way as a result of taking that approach, in in my opinion. So there's also the three of us as, you know, the leadership that's been together over the last 17 years. And I think that all of us are, are very unique and what's made us work is also very unique. We've all played very different roles within the organization during the 17 years that we've been together. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll let both of you talk about that for a little while and, and why you think that's been so important to the success of this business or any business um, that has partnerships involved where it hasn't been competitive. You know, we have absolutely taken the philosophy of, you know, there's no, there's no limit to what we can achieve when we don't care who gets the credit for it. And we've been in this journey and on this process together. So why is that important and how has that worked? So I, I think the three of us complement each other really well. I think that Philip is really the one that is the, you know, goes out there. He has no fear and he just takes on anything that uh, is thrown at him. And he's just remarkable that way. The thing that I've learned from James most, and one of the things, there's many things I love about him, but one of the things I love most about him is he doesn't believe in any kind of self-limiting beliefs. And so even when things get difficult, you can always rely on James to say, 
it's all going to be okay. It's the way of the universe and we'll figure it out. So, you know, his kind of steady hand in that regard has has always been amazing. And at the same time, you know, never allowing us to confine any of our aspirations in any way. And I think that, you know, I what I bring to complement the two of them is more around making sure that, you know, while we've explored everything at the end of the day, you know, what's the business case? What what are the financial implications of it? And is it too far from our focus? And I think having those three orientations to all of our decision making is is really valuable. So that's on a business level. On a personal level, I think the most important thing is that we um, there's not a lot of ego involved. You know, Philip Philip said something about doesn't matter. You know, whose idea it was. And the flip side of that is that we disagree and commit. So at the end of the day, whatever decision the three of us make, uh, we're all in, regardless of whether or not we think it's the best choice to have made at the time. And if something goes sideways, there's no I told you so. Like we are, we disagree and we commit and it's all for one and one for all. And a key part of that also is that we have each other's back that you know we never have to worry about if we're if you know we we can be vulnerable with each other we can express what our concerns are if we're not if there's something going on personally it's all out there there's no secrets there's no hiding there's no pretending that something is what it isn't and it's made for you know just a a joyous time together i think that's brilliantly put and certainly robin's incredible tenacity and strategic capability has been an important backbone for our success. I remember particularly being required in a way to sit down, Robin and I together, as we began to have the very beginnings of a sort of emerging management here and sitting down to talk about what what we thought had made our partnership so far uh, successful. And that phrase that you used, Robin, I think you used then, which which was having each other's back, which is where our trust core value came from, is that you really have to be able to trust each other. And if you, if you don't feel like you can trust the people that you're working with, you know, in the, in the way that we are, for example, the three of us, then you're working with the wrong people, or you need to do some work on what is standing in the way of a more deeply trusting relationship. Yeah. That disagree and commit point that Robin made, I think is so, so important because the downstream effects, it's not just, you know, a management team getting together and saying, we're going to do this, right? But, you know, there's no back channel conversations with, you know, sub teams that happen that say, well, you know, we're doing this, but let's see how this works out. It is a full commitment between all of us that this is the direction we're going in. This is the right thing to do, right? And if we need to course correct, we'll course correct, right? But that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I think culturally that that is so incredibly important that that it's that the energy of it is. Do we all get it right all the time? Absolutely not. But yes. wiser people than than us have said, for a business management point of view, you know, make make the best decisions you can, make them as quickly as you reasonably can, get on and course correct if you need to. Yeah. 
This is a great discussion, and it's it's very much in line with with why we're doing this podcast in the first place. We made the strategic decision, I don't know, about seven years ago, probably. We had created enough of a strategic footprint as the leader in rebrand implementation and brand and marketing operations to share our knowledge openly with the market commercially, right? And really more of a catch us if you can kind of mentality just internally as a mantra, right? But more for the market to say, look, we've got this experience, we're going to share it, right? Not everyone needs to hire brand active to do this stuff, right? And not everyone's a great client for us either, right? So, you know, if you've got a need, if you've got, you know, a problem that you're solving, right? And we have experience, then we're going to share the knowledge, right? Here we are now sharing knowledge about what it takes to, you know, start a company, right? Grow that company and make that company successful, not just commercially, but again, for its people and for the lives that we get to impact every day with the hundred or so employees that we have and the clients that we get to work with. So I think this is a great discussion for anyone trying to achieve that type of that type of journey for themselves in the way that makes the most sense for them. So I thank both of you for for joining me in our inaugural podcast. Very excited about what comes next. If you have any closing thoughts, by all means, share them. I'm very excited for what's to come. Me too. And the the thing that comes to my mind when you ask the question, Philip, is do the right thing. You know, it's, it's just always, there could be circumstances. Most people are good people who want to do the right thing, but there could be circumstances that could potentially drag you off course, you know, particularly when economic factors are really difficult or other factors, but do the right thing. It'll serve you well for the long term. Love it. Thank you again, James and Robin. I always love our time together. In our next episode, I'll be joined by two brand active practice area leads, Heather Jones and Paige Riley to discuss offerings that we've launched that address two major unmet client needs, those being change management and brand and marketing operations. Be sure to subscribe to Eyes on Brand wherever you listen to podcasts to catch exciting future conversations with global brand and agency leaders about brand implementation, insights, and innovation. Check out the show notes for links to more insightful resources on our website. And if you have any thoughts or questions, always feel free to reach out to me, Philip Giuliano, or our head of business development, Nancy Adzentovich, via our email links in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, do great things. <laughs>